Todd Talks. My name's Todd, MitchellCreativeGroup.com, and I'm here to talk about the power of branding, part three of a three-part series. Um, this actually came up recently with a client conversation. Um, I had actually a couple of different clients. We we're all in the same conversation, phone call, or whatever you want to call it, and it had to do with branding and. Sometimes what happens with people is they, they want to brand or rebrand their company. And I advise them to caution against branding because of boredom or branding for the wrong reasons. A lot of times people want to change their image, change their logo or brand just because they're kind of fed up or bored with their current image or their current, uh, their current brand look and feel. And that's not always the best thing to do. In fact, more times than not, dead branding, I call it, is really a result of poor marketing or poor execution. Because a lot of times a company will, will build a good solid brand, they got a good logo, a good look and feel, a good set of colors, good messaging, good values, they got a pitch deck, they've got a good website. Um, actually, that's not true. Most people don't have a good website, but I'll get back to that one later. Um, but they have everything situated, but nothing's happening. They feel sales are flat. They're not getting any calls. Or they're, you know, they're just not doing very well. And a lot of times people think that it's everything to do with the brand. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it's the brand wasn't created correctly in the first place. Sometimes it's that the company took a different direction. So the brand that started out a certain way, you don't follow those values anymore and you know things change, so sometimes that makes plenty of sense. But what happens a majority of the time is that people have a misunderstanding. They think, you know, I've heard several people say this, I don't like my logo or, or I've inherited this logo and it sucks and you know, I think our brand is terrible. First of all, the logo itself isn't just the brand. In fact, a lot of quote-unquote crappy-looking logos actually are a fabulous brand. I mean, if you really look around you, if you really look at a lot of the different products you use on a regular basis, I wouldn't say a lot of them are really great logos. You know, in fact, you think of uh, uh, logo brands like Altoids, you know, the little, the little mints, the little tin of mints you get. You know, the Altoids itself you know, it's is just more or less, a, it's a serif typeface. There's nothing fancy about it. You know, there are a lot of a lot of logos. In fact, I challenge you to look around right now. Just look at your stuff. I mean, Nissan, I'm, I'm looking at my steering wheel on my truck. Nissan logo, it's nothing nothing great. You know, nothing extraordinary. You know, like you think about things like the Nike Swoosh, you know, the trademark patented Nike Swoosh um, is phenomenal. That, that certainly became symbolic of a great brand, and it certainly turns a $2 piece of cotton cloth into a $30 or $40 or $50 uh, t-shirt, just by nature of its branding. So they're gonna be great logos, they're gonna be poor logos, but branding itself is really more about the message behind your product service, your product or service, right? It's, it's how you answer the phone, it's how you treat your customers, it's your core mission statement, your core values and all that. And, and I 
I am, I'm firmly adamant about the fact that most businesses are, they really struggle in that area. Most businesses, they don't have a good set of morals, ethics, and values from a business standpoint. They just sort of fly by the seat of their pants. And even the larger corporations, larger companies that I've worked with, worked with and, and continue to work with, they struggle too. They, they have uh, a deer in the headlights mentality or uh, I call it analysis paralysis where they hire uh, SEO experts and branding experts and marketing gurus and marketing managers and marketing directors and all this. And, and, and I just cannot believe how little is done in a lot of these companies with with the number of layers that they have and and it's kind of sad because a lot of these companies have amazing amazing products and amazing services and amazing employees and, and amazing capabilities I think some of the best brands out there like uh, like Tesla let's take for example you know Elon Musk runs runs Tesla and phenomenal or Virgin Atlantic you know with Charles uh, um, is it Charles Branson? Richard Branson. I don't say Charles Branson is the, the actor. Richard Branson. Um, amazing leadership. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I think the leadership represents the brand and the, build, the brand building has a lot to do with that. And then there are times where there are other people that don't have that capability and they hire branding consultants, kind of like what, what I do. But certainly there's a lot of great branding consultants out there. A lot of amazing consultants out there with a lot of great ideas and that's what we we do professionally we help other people other businesses brand their products and services um, and what does that mean so it means we help you develop a story behind the product or service so it's not just a plain old service I've consulted with a lot of local companies, local businesses, even small businesses, like uh, let's say you're a local land landscaping company. Believe it or not, even if you cut, cut lawn, just cut lawns in your neighborhood, you have a certain specific branding prerequisite. You have a certain way that you, you cut lawns, you have a certain way of doing business, or you should have anyway, because here's the deal, if you don't have idea in mind, if you don't have a clear objective in mind and how you want to run your business, then it's kind of sort of not a legitimate business. Now, don't take offense to that because I know some people might take offense and say, whoa, that's a bunch of crap. I can run my business. Well, it's kind of like when my wife and I run a birthday party for the kids, okay, for one of our children, or you do, and you have to plan it. You have to plan the day the time, the theme, you know, how to decorate for it, um, what kind of food to get, how much food to get, you know, what color balloons and so forth and so on. You need to contact people in order to make a good party happen. If you're going to make a lemonade stand, you know, you certainly have to plan what kind of lemons to get, how many lemons to get, what kind of cups to get, where to set the table up, what you want the signs to look like. You know, you have to do a lot of planning or else you're not going to sell anything. Or if you do, you're not going to sell much. And if you don't plan your party, it's actually no party at all. You're just going to have you and your kid. Nobody's there. It takes planning. So branding, in a way, is, is, uh, is setting up that planning so that you have a very successful event. You have a very successful brand. Um, I hope that makes sense. So 
when your brand is not doing well, don't always blame the logo or don't always blame the brand. It's the branding, quote unquote, because often it's not that. Like I said earlier, are you marketing your business or service correctly in the way that things are today? Are you going about it the right way? Are you, are you engaging on social media the way that you should be for your business? So for example, I'll give you an example with that. I have clients who use face, still use Facebook for marketing when in reality they should be on LinkedIn because they're a, more of a business to business kind of uh, business model. So, you know, connecting with like-minded business users on LinkedIn is going to be a heck of a lot more efficient than what they have on Facebook. So on Facebook, they probably have, like the last one I was working with, probably has about 500 subscribers or 500 uh, quote-unquote friends or followers or whatever. But most of them are friends and family. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. They don't have many business-to-business relationships on Facebook. So they think their social media stinks, but they're on the wrong platform. You see what I'm saying? That has nothing to do with the logo. It has nothing to do with the brand. I have another customer who was struggling with social media, and I asked him, "How many posts are you doing? You know, how, what's, what's your average rate of posting? You know, how, how how often do you engage?" And I think they said once a week, maybe once every two weeks, which is horrifying because you really should be marketing aggressively on a daily basis. If you're not marketing on social media at least once a day, if not maybe three, four, to maybe even 12 times a day, then you're not doing yourself any justice on social media because it takes regular engagement, consistent engagement, content, 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 continuously uh, to get in front of the right eyeballs because thousands and thousands of eyeballs are on social media on a regular basis. So if you, if you, neglect that and don't get on social media at that caliber, you're going to see the results of that neglect. On the other hand, if you do engage, and then there's the second part of that, which is the quality of your content, to make sure that it's really the high, highly engaging content, then, then that guarantees that the eyeballs that are seeing it are actually going to react to it favorably. They're going to engage and they're going to do the click-throughs, they're going to get to where they want you want them to go, and it's going to be useful, fun, engaging content. What does that mean? Well, social media would require things like, I don't know, white papers, videos, animations, um, certainly modern, interactive content on online platforms to have an engaging experience online. There's a lot of cool, useful, engaging content that you can with. And if not, you can at least offer up some kind of graphic or something engaging about your industry. It might be a poster graphic, something really interesting with a tidbit of information that's really useful. These, Although we're saturated, oversaturated with this type of stuff, hey, you know, there's a lot of that kind of content, a lot of things that you can put out there that people will see and at least see you as a leader because you're, you're posting this content. You see a lot of that on LinkedIn. People with quality, sound business advice in a graphic format. Maybe it's a blog article. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a link to some specific article in your industry 
maybe it has nothing to do with you uh, in particular, but at least you're helping people and steering people in the right right way. I see great leadership like uh, like Virgin Atlantic, like um, Richard Branson. His company will often do posts on other technologies. They'll often actually mention other competitors and give them, you know, thumbs up on some of the things they're doing. So it doesn't always have to revolve around you. But this regular engagement on social media is a foot forward and a very positive, energetic way of conducting your business that most businesses, and I, I, I really mean that, most all businesses I know of anyway, do not engage on social media in an effective way. And that, it, that will absolutely affect their brand, it'll affect their bottom line, certainly engagement and other aspects of business. So don't always blame the branding, logo, colors, the messaging, so forth and so on. One, one thing I know is that there are times when you look at your brand as a whole and you take a step back and really take a look at it. And that's what I like to do with clients. I'll take, take a look at the whole, I'll call it the board. I'll pin it all up on the board. I mean, I used to technically, literally take things, print them out, put sticky notes up on a board, print things out, look at it all up on a wall. Now I can do it often on a, on a computer screen or whatever. But you take a look at everything and you analyze the brand. So I can look at a brand and I can say, okay, well, wait, wait a second. Number one is consistency there. Know, and often I see lack of consistency. I'll see, for example, a logo being done this way on this website and then different on another website. And, you know, white papers don't even have a logo. I mean, it, sometimes it's a, it's a catastrophe. Sometimes not. Sometimes there is consistency. But there are times when you look at branding and you take a step back and you look at it. And after talking with people you start to realize, well, wait a second here. You know, for example, if, if you're a company that, uh, let's say you're a, like an Airbnb type of company and you're in the hospitality industry and you're hoping to have people, put people up in local neighborhood um, stayovers, again, like Airbnb. And your branding, your logo, we'll start with your logo, is sort of a picture that you developed with your cousin like 25 years ago, like an old brick house or something. And the colors are old and brown and reds and, you know, kind of old, you know, 80s and 90-ish looking, looking feel. You get that sense and you say, well, ah, you know, based on the story I'm, I'm hearing, which is that you're sort of modern, hip and cool. I'm not picking up the vibe that, that says that in your branding and your logo. So that's an excellent time, an excellent opportunity to rebrand. So let's turn it into a more vibrant color set. So maybe it's more vibrant oranges and bright blues or purples or something. You know, I get to talk to people. I get to know their personality. And as a creative person, I always assimilate colors with personalities. Um, you know, you've got a lot of colors in the spectrum. And I think every business, product, and service has a certain energy they emit. And I think that the colors of that brand should reflect the personality of that brand. That's how I do things, anyway. Um, so it makes sense in this particular case, in the hospitality, hospitality industry, that we might talk about rebranding. Now, 
What's awesome about rebranding projects, though, is that in this particular case, you do it strategically and you make it a make it a, a, a very large marketing push, and you leverage PR, public public relations, and so forth, and search engine optimizing and different things for websites to leverage that to say that hey, you know we got not just a new logo, but truly a new brand. We've rebranded. What the heck does that mean? So that means what we do is a little bit different than things used to be. So, for example, my brother just told me that, uh, I think it's Jaguar, that I think by 2025, I think, somewhere around there, I think it was them anyway, don't quote me on that, but one of the car makers, I think around 2025, will be producing only electric vehicles. So they're going through a rebranding phase now to start branding their cars, their vehicles, as all future forward-looking to electric vehicles. No more gas. So that's a huge opportunity to capitalize on a huge technology growth spurt in that, in that particular field of electric cars. So that's, that's an example of smart, brand, smart rebranding and practical rebranding. See, so, so, so make use of your rebranding. So even if you're a small guy, a small, small little business, and you're doing a local house cleaning business, you could very well have an old crappy logo that you did on an old Windows computer a long time ago. And maybe what you want to do is rebrand it so that it has a more modern feel to it that really taps into something modern day. So for example, uh, quicker, safer, cleaner, you know, whatever. You might have a new message behind what you do. And, and this is an opportunity to say, hey, we're doing things a little bit differently. We have a whole new look and feel that goes along with all the new ways that we're going to be conducting business. And we're very excited about it. You got to try us out. In fact, here's a 50% off, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can offer some kind of deal or discounts or whatever for engagement, um, free service calls or what have you. You know, there's a number of things you can do to do that. So making your rebranding um, strategy cohesive with how you're changing your whole overall business plan. You know what I'm saying? Right behind your planning of your business, not just the look and feel, all of it, all together. That's when that makes sense. So before you start thinking, oh, I just, I'm getting kind of bored. I need a new logo. I don't like my logo anymore. It's time to have a conversation. It's time to have a conversation with a creative professional Again, I've always said this, surround yourself with excellence. Surround yourself with really good, like-minded people and have a good conversation and come up with a good strategic sound game plan for why you want to rebrand and how you intend on rebranding. Putting all that together is going to get you a lot farther and a lot more successful. Todd Talks.